0: So the big question is this, if you're a real estate agent who hasn't been doing this in the same town for 40 years, who doesn't have a team of six people helping you, how are you going to structure your business in a way that lets you scale up to the top of your market without working 24-7 or waiting years to build a reputation? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jordan Buslego, and this is today's call. Hi, everyone. It's Jordan. Um, just driving into Boston right now and figured I would record today's episode. And I'm going to be talking about, well, a cliche, which is, which is basically jack of all trades and master of none. And really, the power of uh, focus and why I think it is important to focus on uh, one thing um, to the extent possible. So, you know, when when a, when you're first starting out as a real estate agent, uh, you kind of take what you can get because you're new and you need business. And so, you know, you may work with investors, first-time buyers, people who are relocating, people who are selling, and so on. And that's great, and it gives you exposure uh, to a lot of different areas of the business, and you can see what you like and, and what you don't like as much. Um, and that's fine. But at a certain point it comes time to really focus in on one or maybe two kind of niches. And a, ni- and a focus can be, there are two kind of main types of focus. One is the geographic focus, and another is a focus on a certain kind of either uh, transaction, transaction type, kind of a transactional focus. And, and you can even combine them, so depending on how large, you know, your market is. So, for example, you know, well, I only do rentals on the Upper East Side. In New York, right? So that's a that's something that is both a transactional focus and and a geographic focus. And you know everyone is focused has some level of focus. So for example, you know most uh, residential brokers don't do commercial real estate, although some do. Most brokers, you know, are only do deals in one state, um, although some don't. So everyone has some degree of focus. But but what I want to argue is that. The more focused you can be, the better, and that the benefits of that outweigh, you know, what you might think of as being some of the benefits of, of of being diversified, such as, you know, well, if one market is you know if one thing is slow, I can do these other things and so on. And so let me talk about kind of why it might be nice to have uh to have that focus. First of all, you know, the more the more focused you are on one, one thing, the better you are, the better you get at that thing, right, naturally. So in other words, if you've done one commercial deal in your life, um, you probably had a steep learning curve, you probably learned a lot, but you also probably were not as effective as you would have been if this was your hundredth commercial deal, obviously. And so there's a limited amount of time in the world, and you can't become an expert on everything and so, the more that you focus on doing one thing, the more that you know, and that benefits you and it and it also benefits your clients because you're able to give them uh better advice and uh, and you're able to close those transactions more quickly. you're able to uh to build you know a network of of connections uh um, in that niche. Another benefit is in your marketing um because As you know, you know, one of the big things that people look at uh, when they are selecting a broker to work with, whether on the buy side or the sell side, is they look at who has represented other buyers and sellers in similar transactions, right? And so if, you know, if I want to buy a beach house in the Outer Banks um, and I'm looking for an agent, one of the first things I might look at is... Uh, well, who, which agent has sold the most beach houses, you know, in the past year? And so, when you have a narrow focus, you have the opportunity to dominate that small niche, which which you can't do if you if you're spreading yourself out over over 20 different things. And so, by becoming the go-to person for a certain um, type of transaction or a certain area or something like that, you can you can capture. It it'll come almost, almost feeds on itself because you can capture more market share by virtue of just being, um, by virtue of just already having a, a high market share in that in that in that sector. And the third benefit is that it makes your life a lot easier because the types of transactions that you're doing are more similar to one another, and so intellectually, mentally, it's much easier to be doing. 10 short sales than to be doing one short sale, one rental, one beach house search, one estate sale, and so on. That's obviously uh, something that that is going to make your time much less efficient to use. And so the final argument that I'll give you is that if you look at People who are extremely successful in almost any field, um, including real estate, if you look at them, they they typically are known for one thing. they've 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 developed some form of expertise which has given them effectively an unfair advantage at doing one thing. And they've become extremely good at that. And as a result, they've been able to make a lot of money because they know more about that thing than most or all of the other people who they're competing with, and so putting all of that together, I think creates a strong argument that that you should that you should um, they should have that thing. Now, what thing should you pick? Clearly, it should be something that you enjoy, um, and that's one place to start. Um, but you also need to be a little bit strategic about it in the sense that you don't want to pick a niche that does not have sufficient activity or sufficient uh, demand. So it's really striking a balance between something that's too broad where you're not gonna be able to dominate the market and you're not gonna be able to set yourself apart uh, by, being, by becoming an expert in developing that unfair advantage and something that's too narrow where uh, you're not gonna be able to make a living out of, out of being an expert on that, on that uh, subject. So to me, that's the surest way to, A, develop a reputation for excellence and, for, and become someone who people seek out for a certain type of representation, and, B, to, to ensure um, that you are able to provide great value, which justifies your, your fees and, and causes people to, to, to happily pay those uh, because they're getting more from you in this in this area than they would um, just going with you know any kind of general purpose broker who's happy to take uh, you know whatever comes along. So so think about it. I would recommend and and figure out whether whether you're focused enough today, and if not, what direction you might want to go in is my advice. So that's what I've got for today. And I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to keep getting this, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Or if you're listening online, go to realautomagic.com podcast and join the email list so you get notified every time we publish a new episode.